Hello and Namaskar. I'm Normal Weird Boy and you're listening to the Normally Weird. Hey guys, hope all of you are doing well. So, today is Sunday, 14th August. And tomorrow, that is 15 August 2022, India will complete its 75th year of independence from the British rule. So I don't, why not make an episode to celebrate the event? Um, today will be, I don't know when I'll upload this, maybe today, maybe tomorrow not sure yet but we'll be reading some patriotic poems and also talk a little about the event so those of you who are not from India uh, I would like to explain a bit to you what Independence Day means to us Independence Day is celebrated annually on 15th August as a national holiday in India to commemorate the nation's independence from the Kingdom, which happened on 15th August 1947. The day when the provisions of the 1947 Indian Independence Act, which transferred legislative sovereignty to the Indian Constituent Assembly, came into effect. India retained King George VI as head of state until its, until its transition into a republic when the constitution of India came into effect on 26th January 1950, which is celebrated as Indian Republic Day. So these are the two main national holidays in India, Independence Day and Republic Day. Uh, and this replaced the Dominion prefix Earlier it was called Dominion of India under British rule. And so this Dominion prefix was replaced with the enactment of the sovereign law of the Constitution of India. India attained independence following the independence movement, noted for largely non-violent resistance and civil disobedience. So this is something special about Indian independence movement, where unlike other countries where independence was brought by bloodbath in India we somehow managed to get independence without much violence not to say that we didn't have revolutionaries and all that we did there were many attacks on the British but the main movement was largely non-violent so how exactly is independence celebrated? So every year the Prime Minister of India hosts the national flag at Delhi's Red Fort. Uh, this is a monument built during the Mughal era. And then he makes an address to the nation which is followed by a military parade. And the President of India also delivers the address to the nation speech. In the honor of occasion, 21 gunshots are fired. This day is observed as a national holiday across India with offices, banks and post offices remaining closed. 
Independence Day is observed with flag hosting ceremonies, parades, and cultural events in all Indian states and union territories. Preparations for Independence Day starts a month in advance with schools and colleges that organize cultural events, competitions, debates, speech, and quiz competitions. So, yeah, that's that should give you a brief idea about what the Indian Independence Day is about for those of you who are not from India, who are not Indians. To be honest, for me, it is more of a political independence and not the Purna Swaraj that our freedom fighters envisioned. I say political independence because socially and economically, India has a long way to go. Not until we get rid of our judgmental nature, all the stupid stereotypes that we have, the ethnic and religious discrimination, not until all Indians sleep with a filled stomach and a peaceful mind, without, without a fear of being rebuked for the language they speak, the color of their skin, their gender and sexuality, the clothes that they wear, their occupation or political beliefs that we can call this nation really free. Until then we are still slaves to our destiny, a destiny that is determined by our past, past ruled by foreigners, not us. So. We are not free until we write our own fate based on the present. But I think we can do it if we are together in this. I wouldn't go so far as to say nothing's improved. A lot has changed since since 15 August 1947. In a nation where more than half the people slept hungry every night where more than half the people were below poverty line and today that number has reduced to I think 6% although of course 6% of Indian population is a lot it's huge but still it's a big it's a big progress you know today we Indians have launched uh, satellites into space even to Mars and just the very fact that just the very fact that it's such a diverse country with such a huge population and we're still able to hold it together that I think that's that in itself is a very big achievement we have gone through green revolutions white revolution uh, we have we have come up as a major technology and service provider we have brought so many millions of people out of poverty and on our way to become a superpower maybe in the next few decades I, I think yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say we, nothing's changed. A lot has changed over the 75 years. But 
there's still a lot more that we can do as a nation. And I think for that we need to change our own individual attitudes. This chalta hai yaar attitude has to change. We instead of instead of waiting for our political leaders who are only hungry for power to bring about some change, why not why not try to bring the change on our own? Like like Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in this world. So I think the development of this nation has to start from an individual level instead of waiting for the government to do stuff. And the, I know there's widespread unemployment in this nation. There's a lot of divide, and I I I really don't think our constitution is very well made. To be honest, I know that that sounds less famous, but yeah. Just the the irony of the fact that you ask us to give up caste or the religious divide or whatever, and then the constitution itself, um, the constitution itself divides us, segregates us into. Schedule cars, tribes, and all that. I I don't see the logic behind it, you know. And also the very fact that the constitution, which is suppo- supposed to promote diversity, is the one that promotes a single language. It's in the constitution. The constitution supports only one language. And you, I, I'm sure you guys know which language I'm talking about. And yeah, so I think the constitution really needs an update. What worked 75 years ago might not work today. You know what I mean? The need of the hour is to preserve our diversity, our cultural heritage, to bring about peace and unity, to hold the nation together in this largely polarized world. So yeah, there's a lot more that we can do as a people, as a nation. And these are just some of my thoughts that I wanted to express. Now let's listen to the speech that Jawaharlal Nehru, our first Prime Minister, said on the night of, on the midnight of 15 August 1947. the very famous twist with destiny speech all right long years ago we made a twist with destiny and now the time comes when we shall redeem our pledge not wholly or in full measure but very substantially at the stroke of the midnight hour when the world sleeps india will awake to life and freedom a moment comes which comes but rarely in history when we step out from the old to the new when an age ends and when the soul of a nation long suppressed 
find utterance. It is fitting that at this solemn moment we take the pledge of dedication to the service of India and her people and to the still larger cause of humanity. At the dawn of history, India started on her unending quest and trackless centuries are filled with her striving and the grandeur of her successes and her failures. Through good and ill fortune alike, she has never lost sight of that quest or forgotten the ideals which gave her strength. We end today a period of ill fortune and India discovers herself again. The achievement we celebrate today is but a step, an opening of opportunity to the greater triumphs and achievements that await us. Are we brave enough and wise enough to grasp this opportunity and accept the challenge of the future? Freedom and power bring responsibility. That responsibility rests upon this assembly a sovereign body representing the sovereign people of India. Before the birth of freedom, we have endured all the pains of labor, and our hearts are heavy with the memory of this sorrow. Some of those pains continue even now. Nevertheless, the past is over, and it is the future that beckons to us now. That future is not one of ease or resting, but of incessant striving, so that we might fulfill the pledges we have so often taken and the one we shall take today. The service of India means the service of the millions who suffer. It means the ending of poverty and ignorance and disease and inequality of opportunity. The ambition of the greatest man of our generation has been to wipe every tear from every eye. That may be beyond us, but so long as there are tears and suffering, so long our work will not be over. And so we have to labor and to work and work hard to give, to give reality to our dreams those dreams are for India, but they are also for the world, for all the nations and peoples are too closely knit together today for any one of them to imagine that it can live apart. Peace has been said to be indivisible, so is freedom, so is prosperity now, and so also is disaster in this one world that can no longer be split into isolated fragments. To the people of India, whose representatives we are, we make appeal to join us with faith and confidence in this great adventure. This is no time for pity and destructive criticism, no time for ill will or blaming others. We have to build the noble mansion of free India where all her children made well. I believe the need of the hour is not to have a tryst with destiny, but to rewrite destiny itself. 
a lot of the things that our leaders envisioned, that our freedom fighters envisioned, has been, has been fulfilled. When the British left India, they said we Indians were unfit to rule. And see where we are today. We have the fifth highest GDP, the world's second largest military force with over 1.4 million active personals and by the way we never had that kind of active recruitment where the youngsters are forced to join the army, we never had that thing, whatever that's called, I forgot the word for it. And we're also the world's largest democracy. So, yeah, we have achieved what they said we never could. And maybe we're doing some things quite better than them. And we have the capability to achieve a lot more if we try. Let's see what Rabindranath Tagore or Rabindranath Thakur envisioned for our country in his poem, Where the Mind is Without Fear. Where the Mind is Without Fear by Rabindranath Tagore Where the mind is without fear and the head is held high, where knowledge is free, where the world has not been broken into fragments by narrow domestic walls, where words come out from the depths of truth, where tireless striving stretches its arms towards perfection, where the clear stream of reason has not lost its way into the dreary desert sad of that habit, where the mind is led forward by thee into ever-widening thought and action into that heaven of freedom my father let my country awake now let us read a poem by Sarojini Naidu it's titled to India to India by Sarojini Naidu O young, through all thy immemorial years, rise, mother, rise, regenerate from thy gloom, and, like a bride high mated with the spheres, beget new glories from thine ageless womb. The nations that in fettered darkness weep crave thee to lead them where great mornings break. Mother, O oh mother, Wherefore dost thou sleep? Arise and answer for thy children's sake. Thy future calls thee with a manifold sound to crescent honors, splendors, victories vast. Waken, O slumbering mother, and be crowned who once were the empress of the sovereign past. I love the last line, Empress of the Sovereign Past. Reminds me of how old, how ancient our history is. How rich in heritage we are. And yet there are people who despise being Indian somehow. I know sections of our society are quite backward. 
but that doesn't mean that we as a people are backward. I mean, just think about it. We we wrote philosophical texts like some like the Vedas or the Upanishads some three thousand or four thousand years ago. Just think about it. We weren't light of the ancient civilizations. And I think that's something we Indians should never forget. And now to end today's episode, let's play the national anthem. Jai Hind, Vande Matram. <laughs>